hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory to your name, Jesus. Glory to your name, Jesus. Glory to your name, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Yes. Hallelujah. God like our God and he is the one who is worthy of our praise he is the true and the living God the true and the living God 
all other gods are the works of man's hands. Hallelujah. Some people trust in the natural, in the physical. The psalmist says some trust in horses and some trust in princes. But we trust in the name of the Lord our God. Hallelujah. Not my strength, not my intellectual ability. Yes, Lord. Not any talent that I have. Yes, Lord. But the Almighty God. The Almighty God. He is the one who is worthy of our praise and our adoration. Hallelujah. It is never about me. It's always about God. God, you're worthy. God, you're worthy. God, you're worthy. How great you are. How great you are. How great you are. Oh, God. Oh, God, help us never to forget, Lord, that it's you who saved us. It's you who delivered us. It's you who sustained us. It's you brought us out of danger, seen and unseen. It is you who kept us. God, when we couldn't keep ourselves, when mom and daddy couldn't help us, when the government can't help us, you, God, you are the great God. Hallelujah. You are the almighty God. We worship you. Because it's about you, Lord. It's about you. Oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord. Mm, mm. Oh, God. Oh, God. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, God. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, yes. Ah. Mm. Yeah, my heart will sing. How great. Thank you, Lord. Mm. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Yes. We worship you, God. Yes, God. Yes, God. We worship you. We worship you, God. We worship you, God. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, yes. Yes, God. Yes, God. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. 
in the book of Ephesians, I mean Galatians, in the book of Galatians. Yes, God. Oh, God. Mm. Galatians chapter 5. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Glory, 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 glory. Glory. Galatians chapter 5. Verses 16 and 17. I say then, walk in the spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another, so that you do not do the things that you wish. I want to talk about the war going on inside of us. The war going on inside of you. The war going on inside of me. Uh, look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, there is a war going on inside of me. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your word. Thank you for the power of your word. Thank you for your anointing that destroys the yoke, your anointing that removes the burden. Thank you for your anointing that causes us to be effective in all that we do. Now I pray for a fresh anointing upon me as I proclaim your word. Thank you, God, that your anointing is already on your word. Thank you, God, that your anointing is already on me. Your anointing is already on your people. We have an unction from the Holy Ghost. God, thank you for that unction now. Thank you. Your unction will teach us today about this war that's going on inside of us and how we can win this war. God, thank you now. Have your way. Be glorified. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So the Lord has led us to continue to talk about this fight, this war that has been that's going on. And, and so... In the past two messages, we've basically really functioned on the things that we go through, the things that come at us, and, and the things that, 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 that the devil does against us, and, you know, maybe through people or what have you. But, but this week, the Lord began to minister to me and speak to me about the fight, the war that goes on inside of every person, every believer especially. And it goes on inside of every believer because we have yielded ourselves to the Lord Jesus Christ. He is Lord of our lives, and Satan still does not intend to leave us alone. Uh, but, but there's a struggle. There's a struggle that goes on on the inside of each one of us, and Satan takes advantage of that struggle, amen, if we don't know what we need to do so that we can live victoriously. And I want us to pay attention. I, I don't plan to be uh, before you long this morning, so please, ma'am and please, sir, pay attention to this message because there is not one of us that's exempt from this struggle. Amen. There is not a one of us that is exempt. I don't care how committed to the Lord we are, we're still not exempt from this struggle that goes on on the inside. Amen. It's on the inside. Amen. 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 And, 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 and we need to understand this and we need to be real about it because if we're not real about it, then we are really giving Satan an advance through the, uh, an opportunity through the flesh. Amen. And we'll talk about the flesh in just a moment. Through the flesh to get the victory over our lives. 
Amen. And so many times as I was even standing here this morning and the Lord began to minister to me about so many times, if we're not careful, we can appear to be spiritual, but the devil is getting the victory because we, we are yielding to the flesh and not to the spirit of Almighty God. Because of that struggle that's going on on the inside of us, amen, it's on the inside of us. And sometimes it's pride, you know, sometimes, you know, when we don't want to submit to authority, when we don't want to listen to those who are over us, when we feel like we know, amen, and our way is right, but God has placed people over us, and we don't want to submit to authority, you know, and I thank God, and not to point anybody out in particular, but when Minister Smalls was praying, she prayed about her attitude toward the president and how many of us have attitudes toward the government and God has said that he's put these people in place, amen, and we are to pray for those who are in authority. Now, you can't pray for me effectively if you are negative about me. Amen. If you have hatred in your heart against me, then you're not going to pray for me effectively. Amen. So you have to deal with this struggle that's going on on the inside of you. Amen. So that you can get rid of all of that negative stuff so that you can pray for me effectively. Amen. And even if you don't, even if you don't want to pray for me, if you've got negative stuff on the inside of you that you're not dealing with, amen, you will not live an effective Christian life because now you are yielding to the flesh. Somebody say the flesh. flesh. Hallelujah. So the battle is not just on the outside. The battle is on the inside. Hallelujah. Amen. Paul said, when I would do good, evil is always present. Amen. I want to do good, but evil is always present. I want to love you, but I can't get past the thing you did to me five years ago. Well, you got to understand that the devil is alive, and you can get past it, but you got to have a desire to get past it, and there are some things that you got to do to get past it. Amen. Are you hearing me? How many people harbor things, hold on to things in their hearts against people? Years and years and years and years and years. The Bible says don't let the sun go down on your wrath. That means if you're angry with me today before tonight comes, before the evening comes, before the sun goes down, you have to deal with that thing because it will defile your heart. There's a war going on on the inside of us. We want to do good. It's not that we don't have good intentions. We want to do good. None of us want, really want to think evil of people. We really, I don't think. We, we, I pray that we don't. I pray that we really want to be right with God. But there is a battle that's going on on the inside of us. We make up our minds, I'm not going to think that way. I'm not going to have these feelings anymore. I'm not, when I see that person, I'm going to speak to that person. I'm really going to have love in my heart toward that person. And then because of the battle that's raging on the inside, we see that person. All that stuff comes back up on there. And those things that we would do, in that situation, we don't do it. You see, it's, it's one thing to all week long you have all of these good intentions. And I was thinking about that, you know, this weekend. I said, thought about it, in the moment. 
How many of us have done things in the moment? When we said we were not going to do it anymore, we were not going to think that way anymore. Those words were not going to come out of our mouths anymore. But there is a war that's going on on the inside. You listen, this is why Paul said the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. So you might shoot me. If you think I'm your problem, you can shoot me and kill me. But once, once I'm dead, your problem didn't go away. Because I wasn't your problem. There was something going on on the inside of you. And a gun can't kill it. A knife can't kill it. Taking poison can't kill it. But you've even been anointed for this fight now. You've been anointed for this, but you got to know what to do. Say, I got to know what to do. Amen. Amen. So Paul, right into the church of Galatia, and, 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 and he speaks to this issue. He's talked with the Galatians because it seems like, you know, they kind of like uh, left faith and gone back to works. You know, he, they've been saved by faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, and some false teachers have entered in, in, in into the church at, at, in Galatia. And of course, this is one of one of the churches to the one of the letters to the churches of Asia Minor. But he speaks specifically here to the to the church at Galatia. So these particular Christians have gone back, seemingly gone back under works. And Paul said, "Oh, foolish Galatians! You know what happened? Who tricked you? Who fooled you to go back?" Saints, if you're not careful, you can think you're going forward. And because you have yielded to the struggle and the battle that's on the inside of you, you find yourself going backwards. You know, you, you, do you ever wonder when you pray to be, the, to be delivered from, I'm not talking about drugs or things like that, but say, say, say we have conflict with each other. You pray, Lord, deliver me from this. Get me out of this situation. God said, I ain't taking you out of there. You're going to stay right there. And you say, well, God, if you're going to keep me here, it must be something in the other person. No, God said, oh, it's something in you I'm dealing with. It is something in you that I'm dealing with that, 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 that has got to be worked out in you so that you win this fight. You got all these conflicts on your job and you want to find another job and God doesn't open up a door for you. God, and you want, God, what are you doing? It's something in you. It might be the Egyptians, uh, symbolically speaking. You may be in the midst of some Egyptians. You may be in the midst of some Assyrians, or some Syrians and some other folk, but God may be using them to provoke you to good works to provoke something, to stir something up in you so that you change yourself. But let me tell you something, saints. If I think that I am right, then I won't listen to the Lord when he's trying to show me that I need to change. Because none of us like change. We don't. We don't like change. So change is, and this is nothing new. It's nothing new. It's been going on for ages. 
you know, even though we have to embrace change, a lot of us, especially when it comes to the way we are accustomed to being and do, we don't like change. Hmm. That's just the way I am. And when a person says that's just the way I am, that means they are set there just like cement that sets. When cement sets, it gets hard. It gets dried out, and it's difficult to break. It's set! Somebody says set. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, don't be set. We have to always be pliable. We have to always be in a place where God can, can mold us and shape us and, 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 and make us. And, and you don't want God to break you and put you back on the wheel. Even when Jeremiah said that, he saw Israel as still clay in the Lord's hands. The clay had not dried out. So God could put it back on the wheel and remold it and remake it. But if he had to break it, Lord have mercy. I don't want God to have to break me. So, so Paul, as he writes to the church at Galatia, I said I wouldn't be before you too long. I want to jump into this uh, because it, 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 in the midst of, of him writing and teaching them about their liberty in Christ, you know, and he even goes back to talk about the law. But listen, it's sort of like he just kind of, he, he realizes what's going on. The Spirit of the Lord is not kind of like the Spirit of the Lord shows him what's going on with the Galatians and with Christians today. All right, because this is a message to Christians. All right. It is not a message to unbelievers. This is a message to Christians. So, so in this message to Christians, he says, I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Okay? For the flesh lust against the Spirit, a wars against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh, and these are contrary to one another, so that you do not do the things that you wish. Ooh, now, let's talk about that. Because a lot of times we don't read it right. We got to read this right, okay? We got to read this right. We got to understand this. Now, so before I read it right again and talk about it, let's, let's just deal with this flesh for a moment. Because when I was thinking about the flesh, you got to understand that when the Bible speaks of flesh, it's not only dealing with your natural Meat and blood and bones, okay? So the flesh uh, here is any man manifestation of the human being, uh, of the human body, the natural mind, human reasoning, common sense, cultural norms, intellect, anything that deals with the flesh, your desires, your emotions, all of this is wrapped up in this word flesh. Okay. That's contrary to the spirit. And notice it says that the spirit is also contrary to the flesh, all right? And it says that uh, they're contrary to one another so that you do not do the things that you wish, okay? So when you are a spirit-filled believer and you want to do what's right, your flesh rises up. Your flesh rises up, all right? So that you can't do isn't that what it said? So that you do, you not can't, so that you do not do the things that you wish. 
as a spirit-filled person, your, your, your mind rises up. Your intellect rises up. Your desires rise up, all right, so that you don't do the things that you wish. You wish to do good. You wish to do right. You wish to love people. You wish to be obedient. You wish to be a good husband. You wish to be a good wife, but your flesh rises up. Now, also, if you are a carnal Christian, <laughs> say, oh. <laughs> and now, in your carnality, which means that you're not submitted to the Lord at all, you accepted Jesus, but you have chosen to go another way. And you're walking in carnality. And you wish to do something, the Spirit rises up and stops you from doing that. So there's a constant war going on. It's a constant war going on inside of you, inside of you. The flesh is fighting against the spirit. The flesh in the manifestation of mind, uh, lust, body, uh, intellect, reasoning, common sense, if you want to call it anything else, because a lot of folks say you got to have common sense. Well, you need Bible sense. You need spiritual wisdom. You, you don't just need common sense because some of your common sense came from your ancestors. It might have been good, but it might have been some bad things. Because common sense might tell you if you got bills to pay, don't pay your tithes. See, that's not scriptural. But that's real. Common sense will tell you. I'm behind in my bills. I'm not, I'm not paying my tithes. Common sense says I need to pay my bills. But it's not scriptural. You see the difference? A lot of people operate in common sense, and they stay in spiritual poverty because they don't trust God in their finances. Operating in common sense and not the wisdom of God. I find the wisdom of God in the Word of God. Amen? Amen. So that, but, but there's this constant battle going on, and this fleshly nature is going to rise up when you want to do good. You hear the Word of God, and you want to do good, and, and now this, this flesh rises up and opposes what the spirit man, what the spirit is doing in your spirit man. We are mind, body, and spirit, tripartite beings, and it's not supposed to be the spirit in subjection to your mind and your body. It is supposed to be your mind and your body in subjection to your spirit man who is controlled by the spirit of Almighty God. Are you understanding me? When you are born again, amen, you are born again as a spiritual person. So your mind has to be renewed. Your mind is not born again. Your mind has to be renewed. So the Bible says then that you're supposed to be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing. And anytime something is I-N-G, it is ongoing. By the renewing of your mind. After your spirit, man, there has been now, amen, there has been now a rebirth in you. The Spirit of God has united with your spirit and there is a new spiritual being. But the mind still has to be worked on. All right? And your body is not going to do anything until your mind tells it to do it. So the body is not the issue. The issue is the spirit and the mind or the soul. That's the issue. And when we get this sorted out and we learn to be 
to, 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 to live in the spirit of Almighty God, then our minds will be subject to our spirit man. That's the problem. Think about it. Think about where your battles are fought. He said, Lord, if I can just get my mind together. Some of y'all be wanting to knock yourself up beside the head. You ever felt like knocking yourself up beside the head? Tell the truth and shame the devil. Because you thought about it before you did it. You knew it was wrong and you followed your mind. You didn't follow the spirit. Because that flesh won the battle. Homes have been broken up because people followed their minds. Marriages have been destroyed because people followed their minds. Churches have been destroyed because people followed their minds. They didn't follow the Spirit. They yielded that battle. Battle going on. I know churches where families, some families know right, but they won't stand up for right. They say blood is thicker than water, and they forgot about the blood of Jesus. I love my family, but if my family opposes Christ, I'm going to follow Christ because that's the blood that saved me. That's the blood that healed me. That's the blood that delivered me. That's the blood that makes it possible for me to go to heaven. Are you listening? So people will follow their minds in this battle that's going on inside. They can know right. But they'll follow their minds. They'll follow the flesh rather than being than following the Spirit of God. So Paul says here, he says here, he says here, I'm glad you're listening. He says, in this, in this battle that's going on inside of you, and this is how you win the battle. Tell your neighbor, this is how you win the battle. All right, all right, all right. Of course, we know that it's the Holy Spirit working in us. Repeat after me. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Say it again. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Say it again. Greater is he who is in me than he that is in the world. Say it again, greater is he who is in me than he that is in the world. Now, who is in you? His spirit lives in you. The spirit of Christ, the spirit of God, the Holy Spirit lives in each one of us who are believers. I did not say he lives in everybody who's doing right. I didn't say that. I said he lives in every believer. Yeah, I was about to come down. I said he lives in every believer. Whether you're doing right or whether you're doing wrong, you are the temple of Almighty God. His spirit lives in you. And so when we choose to do wrong, we grieve the Holy Spirit by whom we have been sealed until the day of redemption. Because he lives, you're not grieving him because he's up in heaven looking down. You're grieving him because he's living inside of you and you're disobeying his leadership. Yeah. 
as he lives in you. As he lives in you, 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 and you're grieving him by the choices you make. Because you would not allow your, the Holy Spirit to lead you into victory. And so, so he says here, you're with me, verse 16. I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of your flesh. And then verse 18 says, but if you are led by the Spirit, I want to, and it goes on to say, you are not under the law, okay? Let me tell you something. The Ten Commandments, thou shalt not kill, steal, all that stuff, all the things the Ten Commandments say, all right? You can quote that all day long. You can quote every passage of the Bible all day long, okay? But it's not knowing the specifics of the word that's going to keep you, that's going to cause you to win this battle. It says here, if you are led by the Spirit, who's leading you? So in my life, the Holy Spirit must lead the way. Now, where is he going to lead me? Does the Holy Spirit lead me to hate you? Does the Holy Spirit lead me to disobey those who are in authority? Think about this now. Because at whatever level of authority somebody is in, you got to ask yourself, does the Holy Spirit lead me to, to disobey those who are in authority? Only if, they diso- if, if in their authority they're making decisions to disobey God. So on my job, or on your job, because this is my job, on your job, <laughs> does the Holy Spirit lead you dis- to disobey those who are in authority? Never. Never. Regardless of what level of authority they're in. And this is what we have to deal with in the church. And I have to say this, and somebody, some people may feel like I'm talking about you. I'm not. I'm just, i got to say this because this is the forum for me to say this. All right, and it'll help everybody. It's not going to help one person. So then, if I appoint somebody, if I tell Elder Stowe, Elder Stowe, you are responsible for this. And Elder Stowe gives you a direction, and you don't like the direction, and you don't do what Elder Stowe says because it came from him and didn't come from me. Well, and even if it did come from me and you don't like it, and you disobey, you're not being led by the Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit never leads us to disobey those who are in authority. He never does it. But in church, all of the time, people disobey those who are in authority because they don't like it. This is not about me. Are you listening? This is not about me. It's not about you. We're not here to glorify ourselves. We're here to glorify God. So then I need to ask myself, God, what is it that I need to do to make sure that you're glorified? There's a song we just sing in, in, in Liberia that says, humble yourself unto the Lord and he will lift you up. And it's based on Scripture. It's based on Scripture. So, so then I need to humble myself. I need to humble myself 
And when I humble myself to authority, I'm humbling myself to the Lord. So the Bible says, wives, well, first of all, it says, submitting yourselves to one another in the fear of the Lord. Wives, obey your husbands as unto the Lord. And husbands, love your wives. So then when husbands and wives are walking in submission, saints of God, the word submission is so critical. Submission is critical in every relationship because when we get lifted up in pride, we don't want to submit. And we have our little ways of not submitting. We have our little ways of not submitting. And we will justify ourselves and our lack of submission. Now, I don't want to go down the list this morning, but I can go down the list. I'm not stupid. <laughs> there may be times I don't say things about things. I'm watching people. I'm just looking. Because sometimes I realize God got to change that. Let me tell you something. This is so dangerous, and people don't realize it because we, th- we take God for granted. When the Bible says that the, the soul went out to sow, and, and, and then at night the enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat, and the wheat and the tares grew up together. You are listening to me. And so the reapers wanted to know, shall we go and separate the tares from the wheat? And the Lord of the harvest said, no, 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 no. Don't separate them because if you do, you may pull up some wheat with some tares. But wait till the harvest because the reapers, they are those who are appointed to do the separation and they know how to separate the wheat from the tares without destroying any of the wheat. You don't want to be a tare. You don't want to serve all of your life calling yourself a Christian and at the end when separation time comes, now you see that you are a tear and you've been separated because the tears are thrown into the fire to burn. So there are some things that happen in church with people in the fellowship. And I'm saying, Lord, I see this is a situation where you're going to have to separate this. Because if I do it, I'm going to pull up some wheat. We laugh, but that's why sometimes people in the church try to do the separated and they pull up wheat with the tares. So now you got an exodus of folk. You got, a, you got an exodus. People leaving, not because they were directly affected, but because they were connected to that tear. They were connected to that spirit of the tear. That unrepentant person that person that was lifted up in pride, that person that was not led by the Spirit of God. Because, Because if you are led by the Spirit of God, you're not looking for rules and regulations to follow. You're being led. And you know what the Bible says? Those who are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. I didn't say that. That came from the Word. God said it. Lord, I used to read that scripture and say, Lord, please, I want to be led by you. 
I, I just got to be led by you, Lord, because I want to I I make sure I'm your son. I don't want to go through my life thinking I'm your son, and then I find out at the end that I was not your son. You say, you say Pastor, how is that possible? Did not Jesus say himself that there will come a day when he will say, depart from me, ye workers of iniquity, for I never knew you. You say, but Lord, I did this, Lord, I did that. But he said, I never knew you. So the Holy Spirit must lead us. The Holy Spirit must lead, which means that we must make sure that we are spirit-filled. This is not a casual thing, all right? Saints of God, being spirit-filled is not casual. It is not, it is not a choice as to whether you can be spirit-filled or not spirit-filled, all right? So it's, it's more than being born of the Spirit. Yes, when you accept Christ, he baptizes you into his body, but then we learn that we must be filled with his spirit because I need to be spirit-filled so that at all times I am led by him, all right? Because there is this war going on on the inside of me, all right? There is this fleshly, the, the flesh is opposing what I desire to do. That's good, all right? Because I can't do, even though I desire to do good, I can't do it on my own. So I need to be led by his spirit. And the only way I am led by his spirit is that I am spirit-filled. You say, Pastor, how do I be spirit-filled? Listen, if you've been coming to church all this time and you don't know how to be spirit-filled, then okay, just come, let's have prayer together. And there's nothing negative, but let's just talk about this thing, all right? Yeah, yeah, because the, the Bible says, uh, if you being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more would the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? Have you not yet made the connection that when you accepted Jesus, if it was the decision of your will, that the Spirit of God caused a new birth? There's no way for you to be born again without the Spirit of God birthing you. So His Spirit already lives in you. So then how do I be Spirit-filled? I submit to Him. I got to know who he is. I got to open myself up to him, and I got to daily be spirit-filled. So when Paul said, be being filled with the Spirit, it's like I just drank this glass of water, and it might have been 30 minutes ago, all right, but through whatever I'm going through, I'm talking now, and my mouth is getting dry, so I drink some water. So my glass is three-quarters of the way empty, so I need some more water. I need some, <laughs> that's, a, oh, Lord, all the bottles are empty. Thank God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank God that the Holy Ghost never dries up. There's some more bottles in my closet, glory to God. That's when you got to know to go back to your secret closet. Oh, God, and you got to call them. You got to have a secret closet. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because where you are, you may not be able to get through, but go back to your closet. Uh, there's some more water. Somebody shout, there's some more water. Thank 
God I can be filled again. Somebody say, thank God I can be filled again. Say, thank God I can be filled again. I can be filled again and again and again and again. Because daily, there comes the water. Somebody said, there comes the water. Hallelujah. 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 Sometimes it seems like you're not getting through. You listening to me? Sometimes you're praying and it seems like you're not getting through. But at the right time, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause he wants you. He wants you to be led by him. So, 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 the, so he says. He says, if you are led by, that's key. That's very key. If you're gonna win in this battle, cause he says this immediately after he says, for the flesh lusts against the spirit, or wars against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. They are contrary. They are always contrary to one another. They're always opposing each other, all right? You're, the Holy Spirit who lives inside of you in your spirit, man, is going to oppose your flesh. Yeah. And we think about it. Let me tell you something. When you, when you are eating something you should not be eating, the Holy Ghost is going to tell you don't eat it. Yes, now? And, and part of the reason that some of us struggle with other things is because we won't obey when the Holy Spirit said don't eat. There were times when I'd be trying to get ready for something, get ready to preach or get ready to uh, study and get ready to teach a session, and my body got hungry. And I took time to eat, and the Spirit said, don't eat, you need to be studying. And I took time to eat. I disobeyed, and I took time, and it seemed like it's such a natural, easy thing. But, you know, I'm, tr I'm trying to pay attention to, to everything that the Holy Spirit is doing so I can learn to listen to him. Okay, and if I learn to listen, to, if I learn to hear him, if I learn to listen, if I, if I develop an ear for his voice, it makes it easier for me to know when he's speaking and to obey. Because when I don't know who, who he, when he's speaking, I am not going to obey him. I'm going to miss what he's saying. So I noticed that about myself. I noticed that my, 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 my glad I can get some more water. Thank you, Jesus. Somebody say thank you, Jesus. Pastor, I always need some more water. Amen. And let me tell you something about the water, because sometimes you don't need Coke. Sometimes you don't need coffee, because stuff has been put in them. Glory to God. You need, the Bible never compares coffee to the Holy Ghost. The body never compares Mountain Dew to the Holy Ghost. The body never compares Pepsi to the Holy Ghost, but the Bible compares water to the Holy Ghost. So you're going to drink that coffee anyway. <laughs> I tell you, that's water. That's water. It's hot water therapy. Somebody say, thank God for hot water therapy. So, oh, my God, you need this hot sometime. You need it hot sometime. You need it hot sometime. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the name of Jesus. Yeah, yeah. So, so. So we have to be led. We have to be, and, and, and so he says this right after he says these words. Right after he says the flesh wars against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh, they're contrary to one another. It's inside. It's inside. It's in your mind. It's in your, it, it, and this, this, it's, it's going on. It's in your will. It's in your emotions. It's in your emotions. It's there. It's inside. 
And so he says immediately after that, but if you are led by the Spirit. This is so key. If you are led by the Spirit. If you are led by the Spirit. Now judge yourself. Judge yourself. When you do things you shouldn't be doing, are you led by the Spirit? When you have an attitude that you should not have, are you led by the Spirit? Now, what we want is we want God to bypass his leading, and we want God to satisfy us. That's what we really want because we're selfish people. If you're not careful, you'll raise little children to be selfish. You'll raise children to think it's all about them. You will raise them to think that they should not submit to you or anybody else. We wonder why there's so many problems in the church because we got people who've been raised to do what they want to do. So from a child, if you've been raised to do what you want to do, then when you grow up, you're going to have a problem because you're doing what you want to do. So if you are led by this, after, after you know this war is going on, then you got to be led. And then, then I want to go back up to the first verse because being led, then that means you got to walk in the Spirit. Walk in Him. It says walk in the Spirit and you will not fulfill the lust of your flesh. Now, this is what he says about the flesh. He says, just in case what I said earlier didn't help you, let me show you what he says. Now, the works of the flesh are evident, easily seen. Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murder, drunkenness, revelries, people with that party in nature, revelries, and the like, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in time past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. These are the works of the flesh. So if I walk in the Spirit, as He leads me, He's in front of me, He's leading me. The Holy Spirit is not leading me to the nightclub. The Holy Spirit is not leading me to the liquor house. He's not. The Holy Spirit is not leading me to have, uh, to cut out on my wife. Nor is he leading you to cut out on your husband. He doesn't lead it. The Holy Spirit is not leading me even to, to fuss with my wife. And vice versa. He just doesn't do that. These are the works of the flesh. And we have a problem because the Holy Spirit is leading us to peace. The Holy Spirit is leading us to joy. Oop. And this says it right here. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, 
faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. This is where he's leading me. And so when this war is going on, I got to know this is, if I'm being led the other way, it's not the Holy Spirit. But if I'm being led by his spirit, this is what is going to be produced in my life. This is where he's going to lead me. He's going to lead me in the way of love. He's going to lead me in the way of joy. He's going to lead me in the way of peace. In the way of long, you know, long-suffering is translated patience. But long-suffering really gives the essence of the word. Long-suffering is long. I suffer long. Brother Boaz, come here, you're long-suffering. I suffer long with you. <laughs> long-suffering. Sometimes people say, Pastor, why you deal with people the way you, because the Bible says you're supposed to be long-suffering with them. Long-suffering. We're supposed to be, we're supposed to put up with one another in love. So it's difficult for me just to cut people off. Amen. Brother Boaz is good. I, I, I tease him a lot, but he's a good brother. But there's some other folk in here that I could just kind of like, <laughs> just don't cut you. Just cut you off. But no, the Lord said, be long-suffering. Yeah, that's right. Just, just cut you. Just, just. <laughs> but then I'd be pulling up some, some, some wheat with the tares. But the Lord said, be long-suffering. I like that word. Long. This is how the Holy Spirit leads. I said I wasn't going to preach long. Amen. This is, this is if, I'm, if I'm walking in the Spirit, this is the way I'm walking. Judge yourself now. Judge yourself. Are you being led by the Spirit? Judge yourself. Are you being led by the Spirit? And then, I want to jump down to verse 25, or to verse 24. And those who are Christ have crucified the flesh. Verse 24. Those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Paul says, I keep under my body that I may bring it unto subjection. My body has a lot of passions and desires. My mind has a lot of, the flesh has a lot of passions and desires. Flesh want to sleep when you're supposed to be praying. Flesh want to go to the mall when you're supposed to be at choir rehearsal at prayer meeting. Flesh want to go to the picnic when pastor decides that the Holy Spirit is going to lead him to preach 30 more minutes. supposed to crucify. I am, I am, are you listening? Tap yourself on the shoulder and say, I am supposed to crucify the lust of the flesh with its passions and desires because this is not about me. This is not about me. Oh, if, if, if saints of God could get this. It is not about me. How many of us have gotten mad 
in ministry and said, well, I'm just not going to participate. It's not going my way. So I'm just not going to participate. This is not about you. Stay long enough. If God put the thought in your mind, if God put you somewhere, stay long enough to see God change it. Because it's not about you. It's not about you. But because of that war that's going on on the inside of you, you get lifted up in pride. You're following the lust, and you make it about you. When does it get to be about God? For you, judge yourself. When does it get to be about God for you? And not about you. Then it says, and this is the last point, if we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. So if I'm saying that I'm living, so then that point of that is that I am not just supposed to be led by the Spirit or walking in the Spirit, but I'm supposed to be living here. This is my address. This is my place of abode. I live in the Spirit of Almighty God. I live. When you live somewhere, you're not standing in a hotel. Because the hotel, you check in and you check out. At the resort, you check in and you check out. But you live in your, at your address, where, you, where your house is, or where your apartment is. This is where you live. I'm supposed to be living in the spirit. This is where I sit down. This is where I take my shoes off, you know. You know, this is where I can cross my legs, you know, and sit back, you know, and relax. This is where I live. And when I'm living, it's something about home that's peaceful. Something about your house. You can go to the hotel and you can enjoy the hotel. You can go to a resort and enjoy the resort. But it's something about being at your house. You can even go visit people. You know, you can go visit relatives that you love. But it's something about being at your own house. You go places and you say, I'll be glad when I get back home. You know? Or you get back home and you say, I'm so glad I can sleep in my own bed. The bed at the hotel might have been just wonderful. But you're sleeping in your own bed. This is where you live. This is where peace is. This is where love is. This is where joy is. In this, this is where we're supposed to live, saints. And if this is where we live, not only do I have peace, but I can be at peace with you. I can love you. All right? I can be long-suffering with you. Because I'm at home in the Lord. So this is how you win. This, the battle is going on. In every one of us sitting in here today, there is a war going on inside of you. But how are you going to win? Be led by his spirit. Walk in his spirit. Live in his spirit. There's no other way, saints. There's no other way. You can get all the rules and regulations you can find. Go pull up the church constitution and see what the church constitution says. You're still not going to have peace. It's got to be in the spirit of Almighty God because we're spirit-filled beings. The church is born of his spirit. We are born of his spirit. We live in the dispensation of the Holy Spirit. 
So the only way we are going to win in this internal battle that's going on inside of each one of us is that we follow the prescriptions of the Scripture. Not the regulations, but be led by the Spirit, walk in the Spirit, and live in the Spirit of Almighty God.